the Women's Laboratory of Perspectives on Social Justice celebrates International Women's Month. The Perspectives on Social Justice season begins with a segment of the Women's Laboratory celebrating Women's History Month. Our featured month-long dialogue includes DNI Professional Regis Marshall, Attorney and Reverend Dr. E. Gail Anderson Holness, and daughter, Reverend Allie Holness Rowland, Georgia State Representative Camille Jackson, and licensed professional counselor Jakitra Bryant. Last time, we began our conversation on workplace and political equity, and now the dialogue shifts to the Russian Ukraine conflict and its effect on American um, economy. When, when we're looking at this, um, and, and I agree with in terms of the economic aspect, of, but we have to look at why we're here in order to really go deeper and unpack because Ukraine happens to be uh, one of the, has a, a population of over 40 million people. Uh, the second largest country by area in Europe, but it's the first country uh, in proven recoverable resources of uranium mm-hmm. as this economics coming in it's second place in europe and it's the 10th place in the world in terms of titanium and resources we're looking at what what's going on here and why we're where we are they're second place in the world in terms of explored uh reserves of of, of manageable gases here we are, which is 2.3 billion tons of, or 12% of the world reserves for magnesium. It's the second largest iron ore reserve in the world, which is 30 billion tons. Who wouldn't want to take over this place? Shade gas reserves, state gas reserves, 22 million cubic meters of gas. And we have a gas problem over here, fourth in the world by the total value of natural resources, seventh place in the world in coal reserves. Ukrainian, Ukraine is an important agriculture country. And it's first in Europe in terms of <coughs> land area. It's third in the world by the area of black uh, soil. First in the world, exports of sunflower and sunflower oil. How many of us use sunflower oil? It's second place in in barley production and fourth place in barley exports. How many of us use barley? And hear more and more about it. Third largest producer and fourth largest exporter of corn, corn in the world. It's the fourth largest producer of potatoes, not Idaho, but Ukraine in the world. It's fifth place in the world in bee production, 75,000 tons. And it's eighth place in the world in wheat export, ninth place in the world in production of chicken eggs, 16th place in the world in Cheese exports. How many of us eat cheese and and have communion with it? I mean wine. That, that that's what I call communion. 
Ukraine is an important industrialized country. It's first in Europe in amino production. And when we think about the economy, if Ukraine is impacted, it will have an exponential impact on the world, which is why they asked them, they have uh, the largest uh, resource, the, the, the one that was attacked, nuclear uh, center, the largest in Europe. And, and Putin has attacked that. So don't you think there'll be a rippling effect, not just with our gas, with our food, with our housing, with our employment. We do not want to be in a war with Russia. And that is exactly what will happen if the United States releases those planes, which is why I like how um, President Biden is diverting them to Poland and allowing Poland to send their old fighters to Ukraine and get their new equipment from America. This is major. I'm in Washington, D.C. We're already locked down from some trucks about masks. So here we are not only worried about masks and vaccination, we ought to be worried about our lives because if there is a nuclear war, the world will be impacted. And then also look at how the, the price increases are impacting our, um, our you know, everyday citizens. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's so unfortunate because while we're fighting every single day for livable wages, and these prices continue to go up, they're impacting how we're able to um, afford roofs over, roofs over our heads, how we're able to feed our families, how we're able to put, you know, of course, gas in our cars. And I mean, it's, 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 it's you know, it's a overall impacting um, issue that we have to look at. And it all goes back to, um, for the everyday citizen, it goes back to money, but then also we have to look at how it's impacted our military men and women and, and them being put in, in harm's way. And especially here in the state of Georgia where, you know, rent prices are going up, um, you know, unemployment is affected, uh, employment is affected, jobs are affected. So, um, you know, to for us to have to pay a little bit more and to really face the threat of going, uh, of more deployments, because we've already deployed some, from the having we done the Georgia National Guard has already gone out, and so we're we're facing that. It's interesting that the president of Ukraine has called for a um, he wants them to be able to regulate the airspace over, over um, right? And and so uh, everybody's like, no, nah, we don't want to do that. We <laughs> we don't want to do that um, because you know that that drags us into. Um, that that drags us in, so it that drags us into a, a a conflict that we 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 just don't we just don't want to we just don't want to deal with. So what happens if what happens if he if if the invasion is successful to Ukraine? To what do we do? Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the, in the future weeks. I agree completely with everything you're saying, Doctor Holness. I think that there's a that this is a time. I almost feel like the pandemic was kind of a, 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 a prep, you know, we really need to kind of go back almost like, you know, this whole, the whole sheltering in place was a practice for what is to come uh, as a result of the Ukrainian conflict. And so um, is, is, is anyone else have any, uh, have anything to say about it? I was just going to say, I'm definitely concerned. Um, like, 
Representative Jackson and like Dr. Holman said as well, I'm definitely seeing a, a financial paper trail um, for you know, for what is happening, you know, we're, we're seeing on the news every day where they're talking about the, the inflation rates, um, you know, inc things increasing, cost of gas, of course. But I think my biggest concern is, is our young men and women that, you know, that may have to respond because when you talk about a loss of life um, or the potentiality of a loss of life, when everything happened uh, recently, when we pulled out of Afghanistan, I believe, um, when we pulled out, you know, there there was that loss of life. I, and forgive me for not knowing the exact number, but I believe about 15 um, soldiers lost their lives during that one, one incident. And so I think if we go into this space and we are already making our presence known and sending folks, to me, the loss of life is going to be so much greater than any amount of money because when we send our young men and women out, they can't say no, you know, they are following orders. And so I think that in this, in this situation, for me, I'm very concerned about the mothers and, and fathers and sisters and brothers who are sending their loved ones away to protect our rights, you know, our freedom, our freedoms. And I think that in this scenario and any other, whenever you talk about war, that's what we, you know, we know, we know, we know what Vietnam looked like. We know what Iraq looked like even more recently. And so I think that the loss of life is, is, is a, tra a tragic uh, component and a tragic consequence of language like this, you know, strong language of war and actuality, uh, you know, war and practice. So that's where my mind goes. That's what I'm, my biggest concern is. And that's how I think it will directly impact us financially. Sure. But, you know, the, that loss of life, um, potential, potentially lost, losing our young men and women, I think, is what really has me troubled um, in terms of this entire scenario. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if if we have everyone out of Afghanistan. At this of course point. not. No. Right. right. The other thing I wanted to um, piggyback on what Reverend Ali was saying, uh, yes, but the elephant in the room that we have not addressed yet. And, and that is the racist acts that have occurred in Ukraine against Africans and the people of color who are attempting to get out of, and, and they can say that it's been rectified, but it happened. Yeah, they went out, and then until there was media attention to that issue and people started to speak out, and, and, and I have compassion I really do. I have compassion for the people of Ukraine. I understand their plight, but I don't understand in a time like this, racism would raise its ugly head. Mm. And the world is watching. Mm. Just like the world watched what happened with George Floyd and the recent case, the Arbery case in, in, in Georgia, the world is watching what is happening and it's just proving over and over and over again that racism is an evil demon in our society. And we, I mean, as, as a, an American of African descent, I was extremely offended to see that. And, and, I, and I recognized it immediately. Well, I'm a daughter of the soil of Columbia, South Carolina. 
So I recognize racism. I see it coming miles away. And when that occurred, it was a trigger for me. Mm. And many of us still have triggers when it comes to racism and, and racist acts, just like we have about uh, gender and other issues that we're confronted with. But that, that was an elephant in the room that nobody wanted to address. And they went over it very smoothly. Yes. I mean, and if it weren't for certain pastors that to talk about it, church officials to really talk about it, we wouldn't even, they wouldn't even speak about it in the media if it weren't for certain, you know, big mouths. It's, you know, thank God, thank goodness for some of the big mouths in the church. Because if it weren't for that, we would not know about it. Uh, because I wanted her to get something here opposed to what she had on, on the outside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we just don't do that anymore. Right. We don't, we don't. And, and, and so, and so on that note, I leave you. Um, we, I thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we thank you. Uh, I want to thank each and every one of my panelists for for uh, for coming in and sharing their perspective, uh, the, we're we're called perspectives on social justice, and we welcome each and every one of you to share your perspective on any topic because everything that's going on in our culture right now is a justice issue. Welcome to Perspectives On, where we're giving the world a voice. We are a faith-based social justice forum where individuals give their perspectives on various topics. It's an opportunity to express their viewpoint, their stance, and their angle on justice issues affecting the community and globally. Each episode features guests presenting their perspective on things like climate change, the church, urban farming, and food insecurity, all through a unique faith lens. Come check us out. Give us your perspective.